Welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defects Podcast. My name is Winter, I'm a comedian, and this is my show. Those that are new to the show, welcome. Those that are old to the show, welcome back. This is January's episode, and I hope I'm catching you after Christmas, after eating loads, drinking loads, and you made a good, easy New Year's resolution. And you'd have two arguments with your family, you played Scrabble, you figured out the cheats for all those games, so when next year, when it comes around to playing all those games, you could do those things, especially with Monopoly. Just get Park Lane and Mayfair, and you're going to smash the shit out of that game. Now, uh, <laughs> I hope that this January, you've made the resolution that, you know, you can do less. I know about you, right? The last 10, oh God, more maybe 15 to 20 years I've been smashing myself into the ground trying to get stuff done and I've succeeded I've worked my way to the middle and I'm happy with that you know so this year my resolution is to do an awful lot less I bought a few games for my PS4 I'm not gonna upgrade to PS5 yet because I'm not ready for that it's too much money I'm not gonna do it got loads of games on the PS4 to play and uh, and I'm enjoying it it's great so I'm gonna do some of that do some voiceovers from home, and I'll do a few gigs. I'm not going to smash myself and just drive everywhere this year, because, you know, during the lockdown, I worked harder than I've ever worked in my life. I got myself a spotlight profile, and, you know, I got myself some acting work, and I got some voiceover work. I love comedy. I've written a new show, and that is in the pipeline. That's going to be maybe next year. I might do an odd maybe preview this year, but I'm going to do a few gigs. I'm not going to hammer the hell out of myself and gig like four or five times a week. I don't need to do that anymore. I'm happy with where I am. So, you know, whoever bookers, if you're listening, if you're not listening, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm just going to do what I want to do, and that's what I feel that every Everyone else should do as well. Just take a bit of time out. You don't know how long you're going to be here. You know, not in a depressive way, but you know, no one knows what's coming around the next corner. So, you know, take stock. That's what I've been doing the last maybe a couple of months, you know, and kind of going, you know what, this year, I'm just going to take it easy, enjoy my life, exercise a bit, rest a bit and get some stuff done. Because I don't know if everyone works as hard as I have been working, but you know what, I've been smashing the hell out of it. And I don't know, I think that sometimes you can do too much. When you put your foot in the gas too much, the wheels spin. You're not going anywhere. So you know what? I'm going to put her in first and let's see how she rolls. That's what I'm going to do. Maybe even just drop her back down to neutral and coast for a little bit. Because you know what? You know, when you think about when you enjoy your life the most, you're a kid, right? There wasn't really anything on the list. You're just like, okay, cool. Just I'm a kid. I'm doing that thing. So that's this is the year. I'm going to enjoy a second childhood before my actual second childhood from senility pops in. So look, guys, that being said, this is episode 93. That's right, 93 episodes of the Comedy Defect podcast. We're nearly at 100, guys. This is one of my favourites. I love recording this episode. And when I was editing it back, it made me laugh so much. Uh, This person is an absolutely brilliant comedian and a lovely person as well. And that doesn't always go together in the comedy circuit. I promise you that. Uh, A lot of people talk about comedy and say, oh, you know, I I haven't met that many bad people. I've met a few, actually. You know, I won't mention them, but I've met a few. I'm going to be honest. But Charmaine Davies is an absolutely lovely person. She runs two nights. She runs Comedy Wings down in Peace Havens in the Burger and Bird and Funny Thursdays, which is back on at the Hotel Pelerocco. That's the name of the place. Hotel Pelerocco. It's back on because it was cancelled because we'll talk about that in the show. But we'll and we'll, we'll talk about why it was cancelled because anyway, because some people just don't like fun maybe. I talked to Charmaine for an hour and it's an absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoy this Excellent episode, episode 93 with Charmaine Davies, which is Charmaine Davis and all the social medias. This is episode 93, Charmaine Davis, excellent comedian and promoter from Brighton. Enjoy. Charmaine Davies, thank you for coming on The Comedy Defect. How are you? 
I'm very well. How are you? I am um, just coping with life at the moment. Just kind of keep breathing in and out. Um, as I say, I've tidied everything in the last two lockdowns. Uh, I'm just retidying everything now. I might put the TV facing the wall um, just, you know, for the sake of something different, really, just so I can just get on with my life. I mean, I started to empty the, the house. I'm just, I just want, you know what I want in my house? I want an echo is what I want. I want a place oh. where you could just like, so there's absolutely nothing. It's minimalist, you know, completely min. I want that kind of like an echo. So it feels like there's other people there that are listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we all want. I think at the end of the day, listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Is that my voice again? Oh, that's a beautiful voice. Oh, it's mine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Perfect. But, but yeah, so what have you been up to and the and, and how are you coping with all this stuff at the moment? Well, I think like everybody, I have my days where I just am at my wits end going, I just don't know what to do. What's the point of anything anymore? Mm. And then I sort of have a good old cry, get it out of my system and put my lipstick on and then Mm. go, right, I've got this. And then I have a few good days and then I have a breakdown again. So it's like swings and roundabouts. It's like up and down. It's up and down. But I think, you know, as long as you realise you're allowed to have your bad days, I think that's the thing. You let yourself off the hook Mm. and go... I don't care, just I'm going to have a cry in bed all day and then just let it out. Yeah. And and it's good, I think, to release your emotions because yeah. I think when you get too pent up, that's when the whole trouble starts. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just have to treat yourself well, treat yourself like your best friend. That's what you've got to do. That's that, that's good. Like, I mean, it's with, with that kind of um, let it out. I mean, I, I've struggled with that, like in many, I, I, it's probably a man thing anyway. You just wanna have, we don't have that button. They just, you know, you can go, right, fine, just, this is happening now. And yeah. I think that generally it kind of like, it just starts to pop up in weird places, you know, because you like you shove that emotion down and just goes, yeah. oh, what do you mean you don't have any milk? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The smallest thing kicks you off. Then. So That's yeah, it. I think I think it's good. I mean, you know, those around you love you sort of will understand if because yeah. we're all in the same boat. As I say, I mean, I'm mm. sure everybody's having those days where you just think, oh, what's the point? But there is a point, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. You've yeah. got to think like positive, 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 and you know, and, and try and give it yourself a to-do list to make yourself just do anything. I've just cleaned a wardrobe out today, all nice. living the glamorous life. Yeah. So yeah, that's sort of, sort of like, well, I may as well clean up that mess that's been sitting there for the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Now that's I've got so... an opportunity to do it. Mary Kondo is just like she was a, a couple of years too early, wasn't she? Really, she oh, should yes. have released the book now. And I'm like, oh my god, like we've been like, god platinum, whatever that means in book terms. I don't know, maybe you know, <laughs> Amazon number, you know, New York Times bestseller, and like straight to number one. And then people just got actually, this is cluttering up my house. I need to throw this away as well. <laughs> well, the thing is, I've got it already. It's like day one of lockdown 300 or whatever mm. lockdown we're in, and, and I've got another massive box of stuff to. To, to give to a charity shop, but obviously they're all shut. So the cluster still remains, but now it's just in a box. At least it's ready to go, you know, yeah. at that moment, you're just like, okay, Defcon Blue, here we go. We're going to go straight to the charity <laughs> shop. There's big queues and everything out there. I know, But I guess, that you know, like back in the day, I'm sure you watched, must have watched, you know, League of Gentlemen with the charity shop bit when they're oh, going, yes. oh, when they're like, you know, oh, give us plastics, give us plastics. You know, they, 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 they with the, um, with the, with the bag. And it's like, it is like that. There's a lot of like elderly people who work there, I guess they're just trying to protect those people that work in those places, the volunteers. Oh, totally, right? absolutely. Because most of the people that work in charity shops are volunteers anyway, and they've mm. all special needs or elderly or that kind of thing. Mm. Do you know? Actually, many years ago, I my friend ran. A, she was a manager of a charity shop, and I used to volunteer. Mm. And if I had a bit of spare time, you know, it was like when you're an actress or in the mm. the arts and you have you're resting. I thought, yeah. well, I'll go and donate my time. Yeah. And uh, I used to go and work at her shop. Oh, and some of the things that would come in, it would make your hair curl. You think really that 
should have just gone in the, you know, I, well, it's just sex toys and things like that. Oh and you're just like, God. oh my God, I'm touching this with my hands. Well, oh. Oh, absolutely horrific. But hey. it was, yeah, it was character well, building for sure. I'll bet. I mean, that's probably why they've put a ban on accepting electricals now, isn't it? They're no electricals now. That's This is... This, we don't need that. We just don't need the extra stress and 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 just kind of the grottiness of those uh, used sex toys. I mean, oh my I, God. it was just horrifying. You'd just be somebody would think they were doing such a, such a good job. You know, <laughs> I bought you these fabulous things in for you to sell in the shop, and you're just like open the bag and you're like, really? Yeah, yeah. someone's <laughs> gonna get some pleasure out of this. You know, I mean, that's it. You know, just I mean, it's gonna give someone an awful lot of joy. <laughs> well, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but like, you know. Like what's the name of the charity shop? Was it like a, a particular one you can not say for um, for um, love? Oh no, it was, sco- it was scope. It was oh, scope. Right. Yeah, but a friend of mine, another friend of mine, works at one, and the stories he tells me about things that they get donated, hmm. and there is a charity uh, page on well, it's a, a page on Facebook about charity shop, and it's called Charity Shop Shit. And can I say that? Yeah, 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 <laughs> and it's great. You should see the stuff people donate or buy. If you want to get away from the doom and gloom, I would join up to that Facebook group. Brilliant. Charity Shop Shit. That's brilliant. I'm, I live in I live in Hemel Hempstead, like, and I've been trying to get rid of a load of stuff. Like, I got a garage and just emptying. It. I've really nearly finished completely emptying it. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's such a great feeling. I had alloy wheels from my car that I my uh, oh. from that got stolen. Um, because yeah. I, I basically I had a piece of junk for uh, driving driving for a long time, and I got a car that actually could move faster than making an appointment to overtake something. <laughs> and like, so I had this uh, car, and I was I let the dog out in the morning, and the dog was sniffing around my car. I was like, "What's going on?" And he was like, "And there was a lot of rubbish underneath my car," and I was like, "What?" And I walked up to it and there's, there's three alloy wheels missing off my car. And I was like, <gasps> oh, no. And then a little note saying police have been notified. My neighbour saw it happen and then wow. informed the police. And I was like, we should just let them take the fourth one. Because now I can only claim for three alloy wheels. So you know, I had these alloy wheels for years and I finally got rid of them. And uh, oh, it's just like they're bad luck. You know, you're just like an albatross around your neck. You're like, right, I just can't. I can't get, get rid of these at all. But yeah, I mean, I was like, right. I just thought the note before I read the note, I thought it was a note was on there saying, look, I'll be back in five minutes for the fourth fourth one like you know what I mean <laughs> but you know <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, yeah so like yeah like I, yeah they're, they're getting rid of the stuff I've just been I've been doing that as well and and just kind of like just trying to get you know I think the, the, I understand the hoarder thing now you know with the people collecting a lot of stuff and you know you got kids and if you got kids and whatever like you kind of start, start emptying the place for them you know so they don't have to mm. get rid of your shit when you're when you're when you're old and you're decrepit and, and fucked and like you know you kind of like <laughs> and so you kind of you see the the fear in in the on the hoarder show of the, in, in the eyes of the, the people who own that stuff and you know, okay, right. You know, they do, they do hoard bags of shit as well. I understand. This is, you know, it, it there's a limit. Oh, but have you seen those programmes? Yeah. Those hoarders? Yeah, it's totally. incre- I mean, because I've done reality television myself mm-hmm. in the past, I know how things can be altered to make, you know, look more dramatic and yeah. stuff on television, obviously. And so I do wonder, part of me thinks, is this just fake? No one, how can anyone live in all... Yeah. I mean, they literally have got a hole that they go, they crawl through to get to their bedroom or whatever because of all the rubbish that they've got and the bathrooms just yeah. full of, I don't know, empty bags and just rubbish and tin cans that they just obviously have the inability to. Th- but I think, is it fake that sort of program? I don't that, know. Like I've started to, do people live like that? I, I I've started to see the logic behind it in a way, uh, which is terrible, I guess. You know, because you like kind of right as you start getting rid of stuff, you know, you know the, the last thing you got to get rid of in a family is like is you, isn't it? Because you've yeah. got rid of all the stuff and you're the last thing of the puzzle that needs to just be taken to the recycling center or where or the hole in the ground to put yourself in. You know, because <laughs> you're just you're just like you're just the, all that ho- ho- stuff that is being hoarded is just basically it's like a it's like a pyramid like the catacombs 
rooms that you can just hide in yes. so you could they yeah. can't get you it's like you can't find me i'm in i'm in my uh i'm in my secret hiding place you yeah, know it's, it's incredible yeah. once we've discovered i think through zoom calls and stuff like that yeah. you definitely can see how people do live oh, <laughs> and yeah, thanks to, thanks to lockdown and, and the zoom calls you have i think mm. it's now it's the law isn't it if you do a zoom call you have to have a bookcase behind you to oh, make yeah. you look sort of intelligent yeah. yeah and don't even try and put that book you know that book wallpaper up it's just it's awful everyone like, <laughs> it? what were you thinking you know what i mean there's like it's just repeated the same same like you know shape books every, at least if it was like different books you know for like maybe a two meter square you know some really really smart ones you know you've never read them but it looks great to have on your wall then it, it's a little bit different but it's just it, it just looks, it looks it's awful it's like what were you thinking with that come on just you know, use your imagination well luckily i've got a little bookcase in my bedroom oh, and nice. um and i had to do this sort of television thing and oh. they obviously wanted to do it through zoom or whatever and I was just like what can I get in the background to make me look amazing yeah. and my friend had just done this amazing painting uh-huh. um, and he'd been doing a lot of paintings during lockdown he'd sent me it and so I made sure that was in the background and sort of trying to give other people a plug while I'm on the BBC <laughs> great that's it brilliant like you know like sponsored like the whole t-shirt of everything like you know Coca-Cola can yeah. behind me product placement <laughs> coffee cup you know like coffee shop on like t-shirt and everything uh, nice that'd be great you know sponsored by Brighton Fish and Chips just on the corner yes. or whatever but, uh, <laughs> you've been doing painting as well haven't you you've been like painting t- making t-shirts uh, of that seagull I, sorry a name slipped Jonathan. my mind Jonathan Jonathan's it's great seagull. I love it well that was it that was another lockdown pastime really that just happened because prior to lockdown I mean for the last few years I think I've been posting about my little seagull mm. that fell off the roof of mm. my flat I live quite high up in this old building near the seafront and this little seagull when it was a baby fell off I basically reared him oh. as from a baby, and now four or five years later, um, he's a resident on my roof terrace. Nice. And he thinks I'm his mum, and oh. he's like a little dog, and he sits at my feet. Oh. Um, if I, well, not, not in this weather because I don't go out, but yeah. in the summer he just sits there. We have a cup of tea and oh. sit in the sunshine, and um, he's become quite popular on Facebook. People sort of always ask me, "How's Jonathan?" Mm. You know, they don't even know I've got a boyfriend; they just know I've got a seagull. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is bizarre. <laughs> So anyway, um, during lockdown, I just started thinking, well, Jonathan could have little adventures and just started drawing this silly cartoon of Jonathan. And I gave him a little sidekick, which was a crab called Colin. Great. And I I put, how brave of me to put them up on Facebook. And I thought people were going to go, well, they're rubbish. Aren't they rubbish? And I would be like, okay, then bye. But people would go, oh, I really like them. So I just continued to bore people with my drawings. And Jonathan and and Colin became, you know, Ziggy Stardust and Mm. Colin the Crab with his little roadie. Or then they were at the on this helter skelter on the pier and, and they are mods and rockers so they've had all these little drawings that i've done and everyone keeps going you should do a book yeah and I, i'm gonna i've got i've done so many now that i should really but they've got their own little facebook page and Brilliant. yeah it's good it's good they, they, people were buying so i buying prints and t-shirts oh, yes. so yeah that was that was quite a, a surprise little industry yeah, yeah i was selling christmas cards with them on oh nice have you got like a i've got mugs as well do you know I haven't expanded that the business that far just yet? <laughs> <laughs> I've just got as far as um, cards, t-shirts, and prints. Oh, <laughs> Maybe this lockdown I'll extend the range. I think it's great. You, I mean, it'd be brilliant children's book as well, wouldn't it? Colin yes. Crab and, like, well, it was. There were there. Well, I was talking to a few people about it. I think it's just. Do you know? You know what it's like when you're a comedian. You have, sort of have to push yourself to get mm. approach promoters to go. Look, I'm really good. Will you book mm. me? You've got to have that confidence, and you always have that sort of feeling oh I'm not going to be good enough yeah yeah and I always think that about this sort of book situation if I go oh do you want to publish my book of 
drawings of a seagull. They'll yeah. go, no, you're rubbish. And then I'll just retreat back into my cave again. Yeah, but, like, um, you, but it's no, it's yeah. having that confidence, isn't yeah, it? And going, right, I can do this. I yeah. can do this. But people like it, and and like you know, people. It's, that's that's an amazing story behind the whole. Like you know, that it's a story you buy into, isn't it? It's like you found this this seagull fell off the you know the it's the roof into your into your um, apartment area mm. uh, rooftop, and like and and you became its mom, and like then you know you had this these it's such a great like uh, uh, backstory, and who who wouldn't want to buy into that? Like, and I think uh, like you can even sell it. Yeah, I say when it grows in popularity. I mean, it doesn't really, you don't have to do the big sell because everyone's like, oh, we're going to pitch this TV show to this, whatever. And like, if you've already got people that are interested in it, that Facebook stuff will grow, isn't it, on its own? Yeah, you know? yeah. Maybe so, I should like, get him on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, me and that's the seagull. Brilliant. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I'd love that. Amazing. It'd be a, a sad backstory that he fell off the roof, oh, but then he became a big star thanks to, to Simon Cowell. <laughs> You're his manager. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just, you know, just manager. He just does his thing. You know, I mean, he, sometimes he wants to perform, sometimes he doesn't. Tonight <laughs> wasn't his night. That's how it is. <laughs> He could you know, make my fortune. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. They don't understand you, Jonathan. They weren't ready. They weren't ready, mate. That's what it is. That's I can't leave the house, but my seagull can. So oh, yeah, nice. You can go That's and earn some money for me. Nice. Put them on Zoom calls and everything. Oh. <laughs> Have you done any Zoom gigs? Do you know what? I'm one of those people. I just, I just, no, I haven't. I just can't. I just, just the thought of it just fills me with despair. It's like watching a home video. Like you've accidentally clicked on a home video and go, and you're watching it for like about a minute or so and going, why am I watching that? I don't know who these people are, and I don't really care. But I understand, you know, it, it helps the the need for a performer to, to to let out that bit of steam, I guess. But you know, oh, and I think I think some people have sort of taken to it quite well, and mm. like myself, I I would really rather not. I mean, I started in the first lockdown doing um, my little clips of impersonations of people. Like I did uh -huh. started off by doing Madonna and. And I was doing um, Gwyneth Paltrow and loads of little impressions and stuff. So I would rather do little, if I'm going to do anything, I think uh, via the internet now, mm. it'd probably be like little sketches rather than doing live comedy to avoid. Yeah, because it, it, it needs to be, you need to have the connection there and there really isn't yeah. any proper feedback or connection. And it's like having a cup of tea and, and, and PCP, isn't it really? Yeah. That's what it's like, you know, it's like, okay, right. Um, all right, let's just, yeah, it, it's no, it's horrible as well. And, and like you can see just the, the comedian, you know, the light inside the comedian's eyes just dying. It's just like, this is nothing like I wanted it to ever be like. Well, you, know? you can see the, the figure, the, the figure, the viewing figures mm. in the corner, can't oh. you? So I can just imagine how disappointed I'd be if they started to drop yeah. the longer I went yeah. on. Yeah, and by the time I'd done my set, there was like no one. <laughs> then that it was switched yeah. off. Just talking to myself again. <laughs> ah, well, we'll treat it as a practice. <laughs> yeah, learning oh, experience. Yeah, That's what... oh, yeah so... no, so no, I've, I've kept away from that. I've done, what I've, the one thing, interesting thing I did do um, via Zoom though was I was working with um, Brighton Acting and Film School. Yeah. I think it's Film School, Brighton Film School. And obviously a lot of them have to do, work remotely now and they're doing director's courses and things like that. They What they were doing were they were using actors. They were sending us the scripts and then we'd all sort of like be in a Zoom room and then they'd have a, a tutor watching them and then they'd have the different directors basically directing us via Zoom. So we, even though we weren't in the same room as actors, mm. we had to sort of interact as if we were. And it was, um, yeah, that was a bit odd, but it really learning and it was a great experience actually. Mm. And I got paid for it, so you be. <laughs> did it? Did it? Did it work? Like, I mean, did, did you feel that it, like, it, it came off naturally, or? Well, the piece that we they used actually was um, we didn't actually have to be in the sort of pretend to be in the same room. We had to be on the. It was like a phone call kind yeah. of thing. Right. 
So it was an estranged couple, well, the couple that were getting divorced, mm. um, talking to each other for the first time on the phone since they'd sort of separated and all this kind of thing. And it was a really awkward, difficult conversation. Mm. And you had to sort of get loads of different emotions out. But I think as you didn't have to be together, it was quite good to do it yeah. on Zoom. Yeah, that's that way, it. yeah. Like uh, there's a lot of stuff advertised now at the moment for... Oh, we've got this uh, this this role, and you you why is right you you shoot yourself, and um well what, what was that <laughs> you shoot yourself, <laughs> and and there's no money oh, yeah. but there's no money but like you get a credit you yeah. get a credit great okay yeah. I get a credit it could be a show wheel yeah pretty pretty I get a credit for what again oh so directing producing editing uh sound oh, everything so basically I get I, I mean so why why are you in this again <laughs> you know, yeah. why are you telling me to I mean, do luckily this luckily I did I did a couple of adverts during the sort of when it got a bit looser. Oh, lockdown yeah. but we had to turn up on set and have a we didn't have covid tests but they they took your temperature and everything and you had, had to wear your masks all the time until yeah. they actually sort of said and action kind mm. of, and then rip your mask off so that was interesting and then they had to um keep the extras away from the featured people and but they actually the, the must admit that they did a really really good job of yeah. sort of protecting us under those sort of things so yeah. yeah, I think this whole thing is um, is quite the learning experience, if nothing else. Oh, for and, sure. and people learn and adapt, and I think yeah. we have to. Uh, you know, we can't just sit there and go, all right, then we'll sit here doing nothing. Yeah. I think, you know, it's an amazing way to sort of learn how to be creative in other ways. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, you've got to try and adapt and, and you know, move it up, push it on a little bit and, and see what you can kind of possibly do in the, in the constraints. It's like when you're trying to write a clean set, you're like, okay, Right, I'm going to write clean. Mm. Oh, God. And, and sometimes the constraints can really help you, you know, find a new way to be uh, horrific. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, time to, you can either sit there, this is my attitude to me. Mm. I mean, I know it's different for everybody, but my attitude is you can sit there and just mope and go, oh, that's it, it's the end of the world. Yeah. Or, you know, I never knew that I'd be selling seagull pictures. Do you Brilliant. know what I mean? Brilliant. And, and make, I mean, obviously, I never, I'm not Picasso, I'm not selling them for a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> but it's bread and butter money that I wouldn't have had unless you know if I didn't do it. That's it. That's great. Or try. Yeah, That's exactly. The thing, try. That's it. And you, they don't. You don't know what it will evolve into. You never know what this. It's the beginning of something. But what is the? You don't know the end result. You know, there we go. It. It be life coaches by the end of this podcast. Why not? Why not? Let's do this. <laughs> Motivation yeah. for the public. Oh man, I think I... get out and draw a seagull, everyone. <laughs> no, you can't draw a seagull. That's my, that's your thing. You know, oh, so yeah, that's you, my trademark. How dare now. you? That's it, Jonathan yeah. the seagull. Draw, TM. draw an eagle or something. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know, whatever, whatever you want to do. You name you name the bird. Can't be a seagull though. That's it. You no, know, exactly. You, that's you mine. will be sued. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'll make more money that way. Sue him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Please carry on. So you're like. Like you're on reality TV and cheaters, right? What was, was that? Was that fun? That was the most probably one of the one of the weirdest experiences of my life, mm. and 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 again a very learning experience because prior to being on cheaters, I always believed in reality television, right? And I used to watch that show, and I loved the presenter Jerry Greco and yeah. how brave he was going in these situations to confront yeah. these cheating cads. Yeah. You know, they'd be, he'd be like, you know, we know where they are. Let's go and confront them. They're in this pub and then a big a big fight would kick off and he'd yeah. go it's okay I'll protect and I'd love it I'd be like oh my god mm. and I knew nothing I was young and naive anyway fast forward to I moved to um Dallas Texas wow. um and I was sort of working as an actress and bits and pieces mm. and um I don't even know how, what happened but I got a phone call one day saying we'd like you to be on our tv show and I went oh what is it and they said it's cheaters mm. and I went well I'm not even going out with anyone no one no one's cheating on me mm. And they went, well, 80% of our show is real and 20% isn't. 
And I went, right. what, what? I'm thinking, oh, hang on a minute, you're shattering <laughs> my world here. <laughs> so I went, well, how much are you paying? Mm. And they told me, and I went, when do we start? Yeah. Great. So um, the bloke who was playing my, I mean, I'm breaking a lot of showbiz rules, breaking the fantasy of reality selling. But mm. the guy who played my husband, I'd met five minutes before filming. The bizarre thing is when people to this day see that episode, they will still say to me, were you married to him in America? Mm. And I'm like, if you watch the programme, my name's actually Kimber in the show, yeah. not Charmaine. And I, so mm. you've got to know from that that it's not real. Yeah. But people believe what they see on television. I mean, even my mum went, oh, and I went, Mom, for goodness sake, do you even know me? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? You, you named me. You named yeah. me. And also, I would have told you if I'd have gotten married. You know, yeah. that's it. Oh, my God. Wow. I didn't marry that lunatic. I married another one. <laughs> <didn't I? laughs> There's plenty of them out there. They're all over the world. That's great. Exactly. Uh, let's come back to the, you know, you're saying like they, they treated with, um, they, they put everyone in, in different places for the commercial you did before lockdown. Oh, yeah. You know, they're like putting everyone in different like sections, like the, the, the extras are here, the features are here, and the mm. actors are over here. And like, you know, really like that is, that's how they treat you on set anyway, isn't it? Okay, well, you know, there's this hierarchy thing, isn't there? Right? Oh my God, but don't, well, I mean, the best thing about that was well, I was one of the featured ones, mm. which bizarrely I've seen the advert, I was in it for less than a nanosecond, but I don't care, the money's in the bank. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so there's um, obviously because of COVID and everything, there's there's the makeup regulations mm. are, are, are totally changed. Yeah. Well, there was makeup on, on set, makeup artists, and they looked like they were something out of some yeah, contagion film. film they were yeah. like <laughs> masks no. and visors and everything no. and anyway I, I, I was a runner in this scene and it, they wanted me to look sort of a bit sweaty mm. so the makeup artist came with this sort of sponge soaked in baby oil or whatever and started dabbing my face and I mm. went oh I said, um, I get the special treatment. She went, yes. She went, you're a feature. All the other extras are just going to get sprayed in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Douse them again. Douse them with the hose. Like, oh, oh, my God. God. Wow. I get the special treatment with a sponge. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that was God. quite funny. That's... So, but Yeah, it is a bit. It's like get on the bus to the extras yeah. and uh, it's like just held in a holding pen all day and that's just it. sitting around, done extra work. And mm. I've... The worst one was McDonald's advert, oh, yeah. and the, it was a November night, really, really, really cold. Um, we were filming this McDonald's thing, and I had to be in a rain machine. This girl was meant to go, mmm, mint, and bite into this burger, yeah. and I was meant to walk past. And 28 takes, <laughs> me in the cold, under a rain machine, yeah. and this girl kept getting, well, she kept getting it wrong. I don't know how difficult it would have been. And the director's going, can you just do that line again? She goes, which one? Well, the only one yeah. you've got. <laughs> Mm, well, by this point I've got oh like little god. warming pads in my shoes oh, I'm, I'm, oh my god and then 28 takes and they went and action and I just lost my mind I just went eat the effing burger <laughs> <laughs> lost my mind. and then I swore from that minute on yeah. I would never do background work again <laughs> oh my god funny yeah and, and then the director's like I think we've got it <laughs> yeah well the, one, of the, one of the still photographer guys came up to me and went you had the line of the commercial. I went, what are you great. talking about? He went, just eat the effing burger was the line of the day. I'm Brilliant. sorry, just, I just cracked up. That's great. That's oh, great. So yeah, after that, I thought, no, nah, oh. it's just not worth doing No, it's, it's it's painful. And like, do you know what, funny, like um, I was, uh, I got I got a couple of years ago, I got a PT because uh, I was like feeling really bad about myself. I was like, okay, right, I got PT for like three sessions when I joined the gym. And I was like, okay, cool. And then the guy was who was doing the, the PT with me was a, a, a Chinese guy same height as me little dude and like he was um 
he was there and I was like, oh yeah, so, and he was like, oh, what do you, what do, you do? And I said, oh, I'm a comedian and stuff. And I said, oh, I had something happen recently, which was really great. He said, I said, what do you do, like apart from the gym, because you only work here part time? He said, I said, oh yeah, I, I, I'm a stuntman for um, the Pinewood Studios. And we wow. just we just rapped on um, on Maleficent 2. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. He said, yeah, but they treat us like, you know, like cannon fodder, basically. Mm. And oh I was like, God. jump through that hoop. It's on fire. Okay, fine. Okay, well, this one's broken. We need another stunt man and they like the holding pens he said like you know they just you're not you're not you're just like a, a yeah as I say you're just like a, a, a lump of meat that they just direct and at walls and things and um yeah he said uh, he was in the Chinese circus for years wow. and, and, I, and I was like and I, I was just like blown away I said, oh my god that's amazing like, yeah it's all right <laughs> you know I mean? oh I love the circus I've got a lot of friends in the circus I yeah. used to um yeah love the circus god how but it's true there is a sort of that hierarchy kind of thing yeah the, like, the, the big you know, superstars come well, Tom Cruise comes walking through and everyone's like la yeah, and yeah. Cut bowing and scraping and whatever. <laughs> I think the only time Malay, I ever Malay. had that kind of yeah. sort of weirdness of people just acting like I was some kind of celebrity, it was the weirdest thing ever. I did huh. years ago, um, I was asked to play Marilyn Monroe yeah. for something, and um, people were treating me as if I was Marilyn wow. Monroe going, oh, can I get you a seat? You me? And I, I was wearing these ridiculous shoes in the Marilyn outfit and yeah. I had to come off the stage for a bit and sit down. I might put my feet up and somebody went, would you like me to take your shoes off for you, Marilyn? And all this. And I'm wow. like, are you weird? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Keeping you in character 24-7. I was like, absolutely. You know? Thank you so much. <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, where's my barbiturates, please? Where, yeah. where are they? I need them now. Where's JFK? <laughs> <laughs> is he coming soon? Uh, but, but um, so, yeah, wow, amazing. So, like, so have you always been performing then, Charmaine? Have you, like, have you, since a very young age, or have you, like, something you got into later? Yeah, on? I started about, my mum sent me off to sort of stage school when I was about two and a half. Mm. Um, not because she wanted me to be a, a you know a, a stage school kid or whatever, hmm. but because I was an only child, oh. Oh, and she wanted me to go make some friends. Yeah, great. Um, so I just opted ballet and drama and all that, and I actually got to an age where I thought I, I wanted to be an archaeologist. Whoa! As, <laughs> Why? Why though? What was it? What was the? What was the change? What was the the the, the connect there? I don't know. I think my family had always been in antiques and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I don't know about digging up bones or something. I don't know where that came was from. It, was it the... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was like like Tony Robbins, you know, like, and here's another the series of small yeah. walls. Um, I think history fascinated me. Right. And, and where we sort of, and how how we've come, you know, from, like, we're still maniacs, aren't we? Like, back yeah. in the day, we were all trying to kill each other at the end yeah. of the day. But um, no, I think it's fascinating. And I used to have a metal detector and I'd go out with my granddad to yeah. wherever and cool. go metal detect. Oh, the poor back garden was dug up to pieces. <laughs> Me hoping to find some Roman coins in, in, in a Surrey council house. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But um, I didn't, obviously. And so then, anyway, then, I, I don't know, then I suddenly changed again and decided that I wanted to go back into um, doing drama and stuff yeah. and started, went off to college and studied it theatre studies and film studies and all that stuff, dance. But then, and I did it, and I I went off and I became a red coat and a blue coat and sort of learned how to use a microphone and compare and all that during the, you know, holiday camps, which I loved those jobs. They were amazing. What was the the camp you were holiday uh, repping? Is it repping or hosting? Um, I guess, yeah, you're hosting. But yeah, either or, I suppose. Well, I worked for Butlins and I was in Landudno in North Wales. Right. Um, and that was 
uh, it hadn't it wasn't it was a lovely hotel right by the sea but it was for all the old folk that it was um no children allowed so you know all these old folk and it was great because you got to ballroom dance and wow. you could hear all their stories of back in the day when i yeah. was a kid and they were really fascinating and i sort of discovered that you know people should talk to old people more because they have great stories totally and, you know and, and you know they are our past and we can learn a lot so you're uh, doing i the, loved it you're doing the archaeology but like in person so you like to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're digging their stories up from them no just, exactly and you're like look just stay with me i want to hear the rest of no focus um no no we're getting to the end of the story <laughs> yeah, exactly it was that's it was great. like i've got a fascination with old things obviously haven't I? but so um that's really yeah, cool though were... so did you like did uh, indiana jones have any influence on your uh archaeology or was it just your granddad you know being interested in history and doing stuff with him too or was it i think like it was my own? mom and my granddad Great. yeah um I, I wasn't really into indiana jones <laughs> fair play you did the yeah, right way you went I the right way that. maybe i'd have been interested <laughs> no, in it no you did well i I'm, I'm 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 impressed i mean mine was probably like you know it was like i think in the is the 80s when indiana jones came out there was a big rise in archaeologists you know like cause was like, oh, oh Wow, that's really sounds like a really cool job. I think like, it was a subliminal thing then. Oh. And then, but like in the and then with the jaws, there was like a massive increase of um, marine biologists as well. It's like, oh, we'll oh, do with sharks. No, you spend all day with algae all the time, and it's just like, oh, well, look, algae, and this is how it multiply. And you know, it's like a big letdown. You know, people spend years doing that masters in, and then it just like it falls apart. You know, because of the um, because of the the actual reality of the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, Jaws has always, always traumatised me from a young child. I remember seeing the posters yeah. of that just shark's mouth and the person swimming above it. And yeah. to this day, I'm, I'm I'm a bit frightened to get in the water. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It does. It does definitely. Uh, Mind it, you, it's Brighton Beach. Who wants yeah. to go in that? It's freezing. It does hook into that that fear for sure, right? You know. So when did you first get into comedy? Then when did you go right? Okay, I want to be funny as well as like an actor. Again, that was quite an accident because um, it was all going quite fabulously in America and mm. then oh, oh I bore you all with it but it no, was love a it. Go, on, go for it I hear it, all. it all went a bit horribly wrong oh. <laughs> and I came back sort of broken penniless with a bag full of clothes and life on the not on the streets it wasn't quite that bad but right. you know from living in a big old house with a pool and a five-car garage and everything to yeah. just suddenly in a bag of clothes again that's why actually all that chucking out stuff in, yeah. in, and just is just stuff at the end of the day that's what mm. i learned yep. is it's just stuff, and you can always replace it god i've been back in england now for about 10 years and my flat well i'm just chucking stuff out you can tell yeah. <laughs> It's amazing how you can much so if you can get in ten years, but no, I came back and I was a bit really de- I was really depressed. My whole life had just gone pear yeah. shaped, and I was very depressed. And I kept crying all the time. And mm. a friend of mine said, "But actually, when you're not crying, you're quite funny." <laughs> um, and you should try doing a bit of stand up. Yeah. Um, and they were putting on a show, and they said you've got two weeks to write five minutes, mm. and it will get your mind off your worries. And even though you've got your problems, it will get you stopping thinking about them for a bit. So anyway, cut a long story short. I did it. I still have it on video somewhere. Oh, oh God. amazing. The first gig. That's brilliant. Oh. That is brilliant to have the first gig on, on video or like, what, was it on VHS somewhere? Oh, I have no idea. No, well, no, it's on my computer. It's on my laptop somewhere. Oh, that's it was, amazing. Somebody, somebody did it on their phone and it was, yeah. So that was, yeah, madness. I still sort of remember how scared I was. But yeah. I still, well, it's, it's good to get the nerves. Don't get me wrong. If, if I have a gig again, I'll still get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after lockdown, our first one back, we'll all be petrified. 
Are you superstitious um, in any way? Do you like do, do, with 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 the acting stuff? Because sometimes people get very superstitious with things like you know. But do you do you do any kind of like you know like a OCD things like you know one two three turn around three times and then you go on? Or just no, like, I do, the only time I sort of I suppose I just pray I'm going to get the part. That's yeah. the only yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. do anything. That like, goes, please, that was an. <laughs> I just smashed that audition. Yeah. Give me the part, please. Yeah. Give me the part, but. No, I don't really have any of that. No, I know some people do. They, they, they really do. But I just sort of go right. Let's do this. Let's do it the best we can. Yeah. All eyes, teeth, and tits. Yeah, great. That's it. <laughs> great. That's it. Classic. That's the classic for sure. The the first gig. Do you remember your first joke you wrote? I can't. I can't at all. Not off the top of my head. No. 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 Do you remember I can't what remember it was the to last do with? Joke I wrote actually. <laughs> it's oh. been a long time I've sort of gone oh well I'll just draw a bloody seagull yeah that's it the, the first gig went went well I, I, I presume it did yeah well you know my, you know what it's, you know what it's like when you first start gigging all your friends go and then the oh, more you gig your friends just don't go anymore yeah. you yeah. could you could be the most famous comedian in the world and they wouldn't go because they saw you like seven years ago it's like oh yeah I'll come again they never do and they see you as um, a thing don't they they see you as a thing as just their friend as well you're not that you know I'm trying to, you're not that person on stage you're, I know who you really are yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's why I don't invite my mum because she'll go that didn't happen I'm like no because it's a joke I, mean, that's, <laughs> I, don't, I need to explain the theory of joking to you yeah. I the first gig was um yeah no it was great it, the, uh, the adrenaline sort of yeah I remember the adrenaline going oh my god I did it and I know Looking back, I do remember that, you know, I spoke really, really fast. It was like, and I did this, and I did that. Uh, and you, I didn't give anybody a chance to sort of go, <laughs> yeah. and then they all got a bit scared. I could tell if you watch it back, they sort of go, oh, do, are we meant to laugh here? Or is she just going to keep talking? That's it. Um, the but then you learn to have those pauses and then oh yeah I'll just wait for my little applause break and then they don't come you go oh, okay empty okay <laughs> it was obviously funnier in my head <laughs> funny and looking at your bio as well like you did was it midgets and mascots with Gary Coleman is oh right? Jesus yeah that's always gonna yeah. come back that was incredible yeah Gary Coleman mm. Um, comedian Gary Coleman, is it? No, 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 that comedian Which Gary one? Coleman. The one from um, Different Strokes. Okay. He was the little black dude. Yeah. You know yes, I know who you mean. Yes, what I know. What are you talking that? about, Willis? Of course. What was that show he did with the when he Different was? Different Strokes. Is that, oh, that's it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> brain, brain, reaching for the thing, and I, you've already said it. Yeah, go backwards, Winter. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, it's fine. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. I'll keep up, keeping up here. Yep. Yeah, go on. So, what was that like? Well, that was that was bizarre actually, because you know I sort of seen him back in the day mm. in different strokes as this little kid yeah. who was really cute and and then obviously over time he, his little cuteness wore off and then he became <laughs> a car park attendant didn't he and all mm. this and uh, he was in yeah all his parents had spent all his money and he was broke so then he was doing all these crap films like this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's very the premise of the film is very odd um it's Midgets and mascots. It's about yeah. basically. I don't even think you Google it, everybody. I can't be bothered. Yeah. It's rubbish. Right. <laughs> but anyway, Gary Coleman's in it, and oh, what a little diva he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember there, there was one scene with him and all the little people, including Gary Coleman, had to have this sort of milk drinking competition, which apparently is impossible. You can only drink so much milk before you throw up. Oh, is that right? Don't even. It's ooh. anyway. Gary Coleman starts having a big tantrum, saying, "But I'm allergic to milk." And he's like, well, you don't have to drink it. You just have to pretend to put it near your mouth. Yeah, but I'm all, I could die. And he's yeah. like, you don't have to drink it. Just 
put it near your mouth. Well, it kicked off. I mean, it, you'd have thought he'd asked to kill his children or something. Yeah. Saying, you could kill me! And he just went storming off. And then he went outside. And I, I heard one of the public go, what you talking about, Willis? Don't ever say that to me! <laughs> and he just stormed off to his trailer. I thought, oh, yeah, when I'm famous, I'm going to be like that. <laughs> fully diva yeah yeah full, full meltdown nice and people go oh, she's such a cow but they probably do anyway but i don't care how, how many shows have you written now uh now Charmaine? how like have you like written like you've been to the fringe and stuff all the like brighton fringe every year i'm sure right yeah i didn't do you know, I was, well it didn't happen last year did yeah, it I, was no. say, I didn't do it last year yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah it took a year off it was your choice it's like no yeah, funny that <laughs> Um, but no, I do. I have done it. I, but yeah. Basically, I don't do an hour show. I don't think anyone could part with me for an hour, quite honestly. But I so I split my shows, and I've been doing. I did Brighton Fringe with Michael Mooney, right. so he would do half an hour, on, and I would do the following nice. half an hour. So yeah, I mean, I, I get bored of myself, so I can mm. only imagine what people would feel if they had me for an hour. <laughs> well, I mean, that's our time now. <laughs> no, it's me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I apologise. <laughs> sorry. Thing is, though, it's you and me talking, so that that makes a difference. Okay, you, fine. We, it's, us, it's banter. That's right. Whereas just me talk, talking on stage like a mad lady is just I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Thanks. Like, so so go on. No, 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 I was just saying, I don't know if I, I can't put up with myself, so I just do half hours. Yeah, the half an hour, is, is it, are you just pure stand-up now, or are you like, is it like a story arc, or what are you doing now? I just try and, um, I do have a bit of, I try and have a flow through mm. sort of story, I do go off at tangents or whatever, I do like a bit of interaction with the audience, mm. I think that's my old Butlins and uh, yeah. and Pontins days, sort of having a bit of banter with yeah. the audience, and, and sometimes they're comedy gold, as you know, anyway. Yeah. But you have to pick them wisely. For sure. You <laughs> <laughs> like you know you don't don't kind of go. Oh, this guy's asleep in the front row. Oh fucking it! And this guy and this woman and fuck. Oh my god! And his dog. You know they're like fucking the whole front rows asleep. Oh, can we get some new well, audience? I, the, yeah. the, the, the scariest I think. Uh, well, it wasn't. It was. It didn't happen fortunately. Mm. But there was an act on before me at one gig, mm. and while he was on, I'm thinking. Oh, I wonder. I was just checking the audience out, thinking, mm. oh, which one's going to be quite good to play with and you know which one's not psycho whatever yeah. and there was this little grey old man who looked to be like he was enjoying him and he was sitting there on his own and but he was laughing and chuckling and his beer there yeah. and then the comedian I don't know where the comedian was from but he wasn't British but he yeah. you know he was very funny and everything and everyone was laughing and all of a sudden this little man who I thought oh I'm gonna have fun with him mm. in a minute when I'm on mm. just went mad mm. Why don't you go back to where you come from, you bloody foreigners? We're fo I'm like, oh, can you imagine if I'd picked on him? Totally. Anyway, he got basically the show had to be stopped. This bloke got kicked. Jeez. <laughs> so as you say, you got to pick your audience wisely. I was like, oh, for oh sure. that was a close escape. For sure. Any horror stories from your your years of gigging? I suppose. Well, there was the funniest. I suppose, it wasn't really a horror story, but it was the, the funniest heckle at the end of a night was. Huh. Um, you know how dreadful it is, or it can be, if you get booked to do a gig in a pub that hasn't got a separate room. It's in the main area where yeah. some people just want to have a quiet drink and you're ruining their night by yeah. doing comedy in a corner. Inflicting it on them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those nights. But it'd been going all right. And then this bloke was sitting at the bar and he hadn't really been doing anything wrong. He hadn't been too loud or anything. And mm. I, I just remember saying, well, thanks. Hope you've enjoyed the show, everybody. Thanks for coming. You know, keep supporting live comedy. All oh, this bloke sitting at the bar gym. And why don't you just F off and build a barn in your garden and do effing comedy there now. Get out. Yeah. It was like, 
And it's good night from him as well. <laughs> Sponsored by this guy. Great. Oh, my God. The whole room just went, oh, where did that come from? Yeah. He'd like obviously been bottling it up all night. It wasn't about the gig, was it? It was just like, oh, I've just come here. Oh, my God. You've, yeah. I've just remembered. It must have been just before. Not Christmas just gone, obviously, but the one before. Yeah. And we, we, there was a couple of drunk people sitting in the audience and it seemed to be, you could feel it sort of brewing on yeah. that te- particular table, but it was all simmering. It wasn't really kicking off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the door, unfortunately, was right behind the act where they'd positioned the whole sort of stage and everything. Mm. There was the exit was right behind the stage. Well, all of a sudden, one of the acts is on, and then it just kicks off on this table, and these two blokes start going, oh, "I have you, no, I have you, no. What do you say to me?" And it literally, they fall out the door behind this. They literally push this comedian out the way, and then out the door. Where? And within literally a millisecond, I don't know where they got from. The police were there, literally, as if by magic. This police turned up. And it was all kicking off. Obviously, yeah. the show had stopped. Mm. I couldn't really see what was going on, um, but some, obviously, of the acts were so excited that they ran outside. <laughs> <laughs> some people are trying to throw themselves in between the fights so they got a fringe show, show out of it. The show must go on. Yeah. We must continue on the pavement. <laughs> so, yeah, and totally. they hazed one of the blokes and then they dragged him off. Oh, wow. And then we got on with the show again. Oh, you can't really follow that, can you? Really? You know what I mean? It's, it's a hard one to, you know, and well... If you'd like to be in the taser section of the show is outside the door. Just got the sword that has the door on the right. Oh, wow. God. Yeah, that's, it, yeah, that's just come flooding back to me. That's a coffee shop as well. That's not like... How... how They must have some beef from previous years, right? Or, I mean... Or, no, they were sort of... They, no, I mean, what is Worthing. But, I mean, that's not... I don't know. It was... Feud. I think it was just before Christmas, so I think they were a bit tanked up. Oh, right, okay. So I think the police were probably... I think that we were just down the road from a police station. Somebody right. said and they just happened to be going past Jeez. and then just happened to pull up at the right time, wow, <laughs> taser somebody, drag them off. Perfect moment. That's it. In the van. There you go. Well, like, I, my showbiz career's peaked now. That's nice. That's that's a, that's a good story. <laughs> and, and so you still... I mean, when like you're running Funny Thursdays, for, Funny Thursdays, isn't it, at the hotel, you still run that? No, unfortunately, that got shut down a little oh, bit before lockdown, actually, the first lockdown. Yeah, oh, it was a big council thing. A neighbour had been complaining, not about the comedy night, but a neighbour mm. had been complaining, oh, I live next door to a hotel and it's too noisy and all this rubbish. So the council sort of took their entertainment licence away or something. Oh. So that was a bit harsh. That is a bit harsh, isn't it? It's like, well, you know, you live next to a hotel. That's yeah. they're going to do things, isn't it? It's like, you know, it, that, that, that's like, that's like, oh, I'm sorry, um, you know, your your TV is a bit loud. Uh, I'm going to complain to the council. They come I mean, and they take didn't your even TV go out. next door and say, look, can you turn it down a bit? Yeah. Or when the DJ's finished, can they be quiet or whatever? They just went, they built this massive diary of dates and times and noise, and then sent it straight to the council and gone there. God. That'll teach you. But a lot of places, people, there's been several incidents in Brighton where people have moved in above a pub, Mm. like a music bar, and then gone, oh, it's too noisy. Well, hello, did you not know what you were moving to? Exactly. You did not do like recce on the place. I mean, you walk probably like just around the back of a bar. You're on top of a bar. Like, how can you not (laughs) see that? You know, it's, oh my God. You're above a pub. Even if it didn't have a band, it's going to be noisy. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know. It's just people, yeah. Madness. Like you're living it like, like, okay, right. I'm, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm renting a house in Heathrow. Look, it's too noisy. Can you please stop the planes? (laughs) I'm living under an airport. I think that's what's happened actually. Because if I went past Gatwick Airport the other day. Yeah. Um, and the car park's empty. It's incredible because my only proper job was being an air hostess. Mm. So, um, and the car park was always constantly rammed. 
Um, mm. And went past the other day, and there was one car in the car park of the whole Gatwick. Oh, God. That's crazy. Oh, wow. That's just like ghost town, isn't it? The That's, world has stopped. The, have you seen Last Man on Earth? I can't remember who. No. Is it? It's very good. Very funny. Anyway, oh. it's, it's a side, side, side note that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, um, I'll, I'll but, write that on my list. But the last man on earth is really funny. I thought it was, it was only about four seasons, so it's quite. It's, I really enjoyed it. Um, and um, it's. Uh, but it's, is it just an on his own then? If he's the last man on earth, yeah. Well, things develop, and he, he turns out he's not technically the oh. last man on earth. Um, there's a few other people, but um, it's just funny. It really goes off well. There's some lot of comedians in it too. It's really, I, I really oh, enjoyed that, that okay, series. Cool. It's very a really good good series. And it's like a you know there's like there's a, there's a guy and a girl who are in lots of comedic roles they look like they're related which they are if you know i know this sounds really ridiculous but they are related but they've seen them in many comedic roles when you see the one i'm talking about you'll know who i mean if you see it oh. it's it's an american show this one. Oh this right no it's show. not them we're talking but, <laughs> <laughs> it's like look i'm taking i'm i love the way i'm just taking this down a cul-de-sac and i'm just extending the cul-de-sac i've built a whole estate at the end of this cul-de-sac here where we're just going into little houses going oh no is it in here no it's in there no it's not there either i mean the lockdown right you you've, you've got been become a radio presenter on Lux radio now right? yes yeah I've worked my, well, all these years of being a co co-presenter on other people's shows great. um i've now got my own hey. oh, lucky people two hours of me every wednesday i think when it was the wednesday <laughs> wednesday between six and eight on deluxe radio great yeah, it's great what i've learned actually is mm. when you're somebody's sidekick on a radio show because i used to do a lot on talk radio with penny smith or right. and a dan wooden from the sun and all that brilliant lot. But it's easier to be their psychic because they'll go, oh, we're just talking about this now. Yeah. And I'll go, okay. Where they've got their, they've had their producer write their whole show for the last, you know, their two hours or whatever they're on. And yeah. I've got to do my own. <laughs> it's like, oh, no one's pre-prepared a script to have. Okay, yeah. I've got, oh. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot more hard work in it. But it's fun. And I've been getting some good viewing figures. So that's great. been good. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, I record it from home. Oh, great. Uh, and it's actually my well, my boyfriend that sticks edits it all together because he's got he's a whiz on a laptop. Brilliant. So he I just do all the bits of talking and then he sticks the music in together and stick gels it all and then bish bash bosh it's pre-recorded and off it goes. Nice. Nice little package then. That's, that's brilliant. So just like Gift is working from home, isn't it? It's like, oh, totally. Oh, I'm like, never going to leave the house again. Oh, like voice, <laughs> voiceovers. You're like, okay, I've got to do voiceover. Oh, I've got to go in that, that room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. Uh, but yeah, put, turn it's great doing self-tapes as well for auditions because it, it oh. saved me a fortune, actually. One, another plus point of lockdown is that every five minutes going up to London for an audition. Oh. And now, because it's all um, home self-tapes, yeah. it saves me a fortune. That's brilliant. That's brilliant, isn't it? It's just yeah. it's great. I mean, that, and, and um, the you know you could just do it again and again and again. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, rather than right. three seconds in front of a casting agent that goes, "Yeah, thanks," <laughs> and and then you go, "I've just spent twenty five quid for that." Oh. Totally. Your name, please. Oh, 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 okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even look at you in the eye. Okay, bye. I know this one. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> for fuck's sake, eat the burger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, with Jonathan and Colin, right? Is there what? What else you got, Connor? What else are you doing at the moment? Like, just kind of like, what's the next? Um, well, this is it. Because when Boris mentioned yesterday, oh, it's all going to basically be going back to lockdown again. Oh. And it's just like, right, how am I going to, um, what am I going to do? And I'm thinking about now, obviously, you know, we're friends. So give mm. me your honest idea. I'm going to do yeah. about doing a comedy character. Now, well, yeah. how do you feel about comedy characters? Do you know what? I think they're perfect for sketches and online stuff. Yeah. I think they're much more 
there's much more to look at and to to enjoy I think that if it's just a person everyone goes oh it's just a person you know what I mean but if you've got a character definitely that works for online stuff and sketches yeah so go on go yeah. for it tell me Oh no, because I was thinking about doing, because you know all these um, Instagram girls with their big trout pouts and all yeah. that. Um, well, they're losing money now because they can't go around the world globetrotting, having their picture in front of the Eiffel Tower and all yeah. that and getting their gazillion fans. So yeah. I thought I could be a has-been Instagram star trying desperately to try and keep my career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the lame-ass things I'll do to while in lockdown to keep my... Uh, but it'd be like, I think I'm going to try and do it like a little um, uh, mock mockumentary Tree. yeah it's like i said before it's like um you know you know like a, even at gigs and stuff you know um you do you film a gig like you film like gigs trying to get like a, a good video or something like that and you know if if, if the stuff doesn't work it's like you know repeatedly it's just a chronological uh documentary of your descent into madness isn't it? you know and i mean like but which is that which is i think what instagram is isn't it it's like you know you kind of see all these people taking pictures of themselves and are trying to hold on to their 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 looks and and trying to hold on to your looks is like it's like you're you're trying to trying to stop a picture from burning to ash isn't it really you know well, the thing is you don't even see them anyway because they've like added so many filters on the oh, top God, yeah, you true. wouldn't even recognize them in the street yeah it's crazy it's, it's crazy. like look at me i've got fifty thousand because i mean tiktok though is the new thing isn't it i think mm. maybe do it on tiktok That's i actually perfect. no i the last lockdown i downloaded tiktok <laughs> and then about two weeks ago i'm like oh god just get rid of that crap oh, yeah. off your phone yeah so oh. i deleted it um, yeah. But I'm kind of tempted. To, but it's Do just it. like stop, stop, because then you become addicted on your phone all day, that's and you right. don't go out and get your exercise. Do you? That, yeah, You've got to get true. out. That's true. You have to get out of the house. It, you know, you're, you're for your mental health. And like you've got some, I guess, bright. You've got some beautiful areas to walk around as well, isn't it? So it's like, oh man, the, the air. Is... No, I'm really lucky actually because the beach is like two minutes from my front door. Brilliant. And then I've got my roof terrace, obviously, where Jonathan lives, yeah. my seagull. And then um, just opposite where I live, there's a park. Well, I say park. It's called Sussex Square Gardens. Yeah. And it's the, um, apparently, uh, it was the inspiration for where Lewis Carroll was inspired to write Alice in Wonderland. Oh, right. Because his sister used to live at the, because I live in old Regency buildings, mm. and his sister back in the day used to live on the top corner. And he used to go and regularly visit. So obviously he'd use the gardens, which private, you have to have a key to go in. But there's a private, there's a little tunnel that goes, a secret tunnel that goes to the beach. Wow. And they think that's what inspired the rabbit hole. Cool. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's great. So you go through that, you can go through that or to the beach, you can go through that to the yeah, beach. Yeah, I've got oh. my little, uh, yeah, talk to me nicely. Next time you're in Brighton, I'll show you my tunnel. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait. Can't, lockdown is going to be over soon. That's going to be great. Um, so, like, you're, okay, I ask this every, everyone I, uh, I talk to, how they see themselves in comedy. It's like, the question is, you know, when you go on stage, what kind of archetype do you see yourself as when you go on stage? Like, you know, like say, for example, Sean Mio describes himself as a hired gun who goes around the you know the country like a, a gunslinger? I mean that's a very um, aggressive, <laughs> aggressive. He certainly uh, is. Uh, like you know, but you know what you've seen his act. You know he's just like oh he's like miserable and like you know in a fun way, fun angry. So how do you see yourself as Charmaine? How do you see? Yourself? Do you know what I don't? I don't see my because I haven't got the mouth. I don't like she has, but I always um, not a truth teller, but an observational storyteller, I suppose. But yeah. it's Joan River. Joan Rivers is always and always will be my sort of comedy hero mm. and I wish I could be as brash as she is and I mean I yeah. can be but I mean she I mean I know she really pushed the envelope didn't she yeah. and but 
I'm a probably more mellow version of that. Just telling people my experiences of how dreadful my life is. Okay, great. So, so like, um, so, uh, so like in a way, um, okay, right. I'm, I'm gonna also just, I'm gonna try and push it a little bit further to ask you. Okay, if there's a like, you know, do you see yourself as like a, a in a role of a job rather than you know, like a comedian, like an archetype? Like, I mean, this is not what you would be, but like a like a, a plumber that does something, goes to work and does this, and I go on stage and I'm, I just like, you know, do you know what I mean? If you, you ever thought yourself in like a in a role within the role <laughs> this is getting inception now i'm no, sorry no do you know i think i don't no not i've never really thought of it like that i think i do sometimes think it's it's just yeah. cheaper than therapy <laughs> there, there you go that's great that's it so um yeah just like um oh, what would it be like a damaged soul just yeah. trying to therapize their life for the, la- the, for, for the for the approval of others you get this right guys <laughs> yeah. okay yeah great i get it too great that's brilliant that's it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a lost oh. soul. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I th- I do think honestly because that's how it started. Like I say, mm. because I was so depressed and whatever, and my friend got me into it. Mm. And I do look at it as a as a as a way to get stuff off my chest. Because yeah, I've always sort of been the person to laugh in the face of adversity or taught myself to do that. I can either I, I taught myself either to sit there and be a victim and go, oh woe is me, what a mm. shit life I've got, or oh come on. You know, have a laugh. You've had it a lot worse, and people have it a lot worse. So, you know, let's sort yourself out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. To have a big talk to yourself in the mirror. Look, come on, what are you doing? Come on, wash your your face. But yeah, so I still think it as therapy going out there going, oh, I missed what happened to me. (laughs) This is is how mad my life is. And thank you for paying me not having to pay you yeah yeah <laughs> that's true this really helps it definitely helps me as one less reason to be depressed when lockdown finishes are you thinking of gonna maybe start up a comedy night again or are you gonna do you leave funny first oh, well just before well when it, before it all kicked off i was doing a, a great night actually it was in peace haven comedy wings it was called at burger mm. and bird in peace haven and it was great it held about 200 in the audience wow. oh yeah. god those days are going for me and it was great and it was like a, a semi-pro night it was always sold out every every month oh. and it was going great and then obviously lockdown came and then it all got cancelled then about i don't know four or five weeks ago they got in touch because we all i think we all thought all oh, lockdown's going to be eased and mm. We we're going to live happily ever after, and they're like, "Oh, you know, we can put it on half capacity. How about the end of uh, January? It's not going to happen, yeah. is it now? Yeah. But um, hopefully, one day, one day, one day. In the meantime, you know, I'm just going to have to reinvent myself until which times I can go back and 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 promote nights and stuff. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a name for your character that you're going to potentially put on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe um. Maybe come, some people could come up with some suggestions. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, nice. And where can we find you? Well, on Facebook, obviously, Charmaine Davies. It's amazing how many people get my name wrong. And it's Davies with an I-E-S. Yeah. And that's my New Year's resolution, to kick anyone's ass that gets my name. <laughs> the amount of posters, I tell you, the amount of promoters that go, oh, do you want to do my night or whatever? Yeah. And they'll go, oh, yeah, that'll be lovely. Do you want a headline? Yeah. And then they'll, I get confused with Charmaine Hughes a lot. I think, yeah. I got booked once because they thought I was her and then I turned up and they were like who are you oh no <laughs> yeah but it was a great night and I was and they went how did we not know about you before and I'm like oh, well yeah. that was a good error wasn't it yeah. it's an error in judgment which is also a good judgment but, uh, you, but that, you can find me on you can find me on Instagram Charmaine D underscore I think that is I don't know what my handles isn't it it's a modern yeah. 
thing oh, handle <laughs> just google me find me i'll be right. somewhere stalk me i don't care and so <laughs> yeah so we'll find you on tiktok all those places with random characters um potentially and with jonathan and colin the seagull and crab and they can, they've got their own page too That's actually great. the okay, jonathan cool. seagull picture shop on oh, facebook nice. get a mug i drink a lot of tea i'd love a mug <laughs> um, i love jonathan on one side and then your name on the other Nice. Yeah, like yeah, with a with a with a, you can maybe do like you know like a little face on the crab and then like Jonathan's little arrow, wing wing around it like that, isn't it? You know, that'd be nice. Aww. Kind of cute. But like uh, Charmaine, but also say Charmaine, right? I was like that thing about the get your name wrong. I totally feel you pain with that, right? I totally get you. No one can pronounce my last name, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get rid of it. But Charmian Davis getting mixed up with Charmaine. Char- I'm fucking mixed it up myself. No, Charmaine Davis. Charmaine now, Davis. When I did this morning, I was Holly Willoughby kept bloody calling me Charlotte. Charlene oh, and I was I mean if you see my face on it you'll just see me getting angry at it. <laughs> so Charlene tell me I'm like I'm going to punch Holly Willoughby in the face in a minute but I didn't so there we it's go like Charmaine Davies right and then like, so, go. they got, so they got you wrong with Charmian Hughes so they've got both of your names completely wrong like in one thing that is incredible incredibly <laughs> hard to do that's like two you're insulting two people at once so, oh god it's and so the thing levels. is though they're spelled literally nothing like each other no and also when promoters book me you know and they go oh can you why don't you just check how my name is spelled on facebook if you're not sure exactly just you know <laughs> you know just kind of or ask just go okay i'm just gonna i don't want to i know i'm gonna fuck this up but hey just you know kind of go how's your name set right okay there we go done uh but you know <laughs> I was but say, I've, I've been called all my life i've been called ridiculous like chow main oh come on chicken chow main really? child remains oh, champagne chandelier yeah Oh, oh, yeah. So as long as somebody calls me, I don't care. Quite honestly, that's true, isn't it? As long as it's <laughs> a nice message, <laughs> someone, someone talk to me. Uh, but <laughs> are you with your um, with the shows? Are you writing any like a new uh, any writing? Have you written any jokes recently? Have you managed to get your head around it and just get to to it like for the next half an hour or that you're going to potentially do at a fringe? Um, do you know I've always wanted to do uh, this show about Joan Rivers, funnily enough. Oh yeah, and I should write one and um, do that. That should be an idea of mine. But and I've sort of been writing it, sort of skeleton-wise, mm. for a bit. So that I guess now or never, yeah. I should get right down to writing that. But I must admit, as far as sort of trying to promote myself, I think I'm just going to try and stick to the content for the you know, online stuff rather mm. than focus on writing stuff mm. because then I, if I carry on writing stuff I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but I'll have so much stuff that I won't even know where to begin once all this is over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking you'd be like, did she, was that a word? No, that was like a whole paragraph in just like uh, like less because than five seconds. things change in a heartbeat and what's yeah. current right now mm. is not going to be current in six months True. time if we're ever out of this. And people go, what the, what the hell are you talking about? That was like six months ago, but you've not written anything new. Yeah. So, you know, I'm up to the minute kind of gal. Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah, me fair. a gig, I'll write in five fair. minutes. Fair, <laughs> nice. Wing it. That's it. Yeah, so, yeah. Wings and Burgers. That's a perfect name, was it, for the night? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> what a professional. Oh, brilliant. She just wings it. Uh, nice, nice. Oh, wish you luck on the um, the new show, potentially, with Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, the yeah, show, yeah? Yeah, that would be quite exciting, actually. Then, I've been, so yeah. been working on that for a bit. And... Mm. It seems like I'm going to have a few more months on my hands. Yeah, I think so. I think we're all going to have to find something <laughs> to do. What are you going to do with yourself? Oh, I've just, you Empty know, more cupboards. Right, and like with... The, well, I'm, I've kind of done nearly... I've got one cupboard left and I'm a bit worried to, if I finish that, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Just put myself in the cupboard and lock the door maybe, you know? So, <laughs> um, so, so it's like... Um, Take a needle craft or something. Yeah, something like start crochet, crocheting things. and Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, all I can think of is ghosts now. I'm like, I don't want to die. That, so that's going to... I can do that. I can do that when I'm dead. <laughs> 
what to say. So um, the thing is, when we're writing a show, I like to do the poster first. <laughs> You know, oh, yes. Do you, That's a good plan. Do you like to do that? So it feels like you've like, okay, I've done the poster now. I definitely need to write this show. This show is definitely happening. Uh, you know, and like you go, okay, that, that poster inspires me to write something that definitely fits that. So when the people see it and go, oh, okay, we come to that. Well, the last show I did with Michael Mooney was called um, Can You Put This in the Bin For Me? Oh, yeah. Which was basically a, flyer for the, for a flyering technique. We'd nice. go out flyering and then more people are likely to take something off you if you say, can you put this in the bin for me? <laughs> And they'll just take it rather than just go, no, I don't want it. If you go, come and see my show, they don't, mm. will you put this in the bin for me? And they immediately yeah. sort of have a, a reaction to yeah. take it. So that was purely why, it was purely a marketing <laughs> technique. <laughs> Can you put this in the bin for me? Which is our show. So then me and Michael Mooney um, had our posters. Of, I was in the bin. We had all these different poses, of course, messing mm. around for the photo shoot. But yeah, I think uh, that, was, that was great because it really worked. People would just take the flyer off you and they go, oh, but come see the show thanks you, you jedi mind trick them don't you it's like oh yeah, do, do, that's what you can do, do. what well, I, I want to be nice but i, I don't want to like I've, I've asked me to put this in the bin but i'm going to put this in the bin but now i don't want to do it because they just told me to put it in the bin because <laughs> <laughs> now i feel oh so so many mixed messages here in my brain uh, which one do i follow yeah, the, the, i'm only the, there to fool the public yeah I, I i choose what i want to want to do actually i'm putting this in my in my bag and i'm coming to your show okay how'd you like that actually that's exactly what I wanted you to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you show me. You show me when by we putting. When talk and go near humans. You show me by coming to my show and putting money in that bucket or paying before the show. Uh, oh, by the way, I'll book. I'll book. I'll book my whole family. My whole family going to come. What was the weirdest thing you've ever had in a bucket? Oh God, um, I've had uh, I had a, 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 ra- a rabbit charm. Oh, uh, it's a rabbit. Weird. Yeah, it's like a, not like the charity shop uh, de- delivery that you've been. You had. Uh, but uh, but no, because <laughs> you, you would see that, that was wouldn't a great you? That's yeah. <laughs> a pull. Uh, was it like some? Yeah, you, you'd see that in the bucket. I mean, it'd be hilarious if they turned it on before. It, well, what, what's going on? But well, I mean, this is <laughs> all your chain uh, starts changing around. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Be, that'd been hilarious. But but yeah, no, I got, that's, I got an eighth um, once. In a... Oh. That's nice. <laughs> nice. Happy days. <laughs> because I'd been talking about smoking yeah. on, on stage. And um, and that, that always seems to go down well with the Brighton lot, bizarrely enough, getting stoned. Yeah. And then I was there with the bucket at the end. And uh, and this girl went, I haven't, I haven't got any money, I'm afraid. She went, but, but I think you might like this. Nice. And she dropped it in oh, the Nice. So there's... I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll accept that. Yeah. Cool. Great. That's it. That's changed your bucket speech. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and cannabis accepted. Cards and cannabis. Brilliant. Nice. <laughs> Medicinal purposes only. Uh, but yeah, so Charmaine, Charmaine, Charmaine. <laughs> Do you know what? I think for the year I'm just going to call myself James Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Right. So um, Charmaine Davies. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I nailed your name at the end there. And thank you for spending an hour with me uh, talking about stuff and lockdown and the comedy. And, and I hope that Jonathan and Colin are going to go great. And then the Joe River show is going to really take off. And all the TikTok stuff, just do it. Just talk it out there. Just do it. Well, it's been good to talk to somebody with another name that's unpronounceable. <laughs> <laughs> we should start our own little club. People with strange names that you can, people can't actually say. You can butcher my name now if you want to try it, you can go for it if you want. <laughs> I don't know. This is the one. I won't edit out. I'll, I'll just call you Winter. You're all right. That's I just, uh, I, I, this is dreadful <laughs> doing a radio show because people keep going, mentioning all these different names. And I just make a fool of myself every time. So it's not you, it's, it's me fine. as it's well. Fine. 
I'll know. Oh, great. Thank you. Char- Charmaine Davies, thank you so much. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. And that was episode 93 with a very funny and totally lovely human being, Charmaine Davies. Charmaine Davies on all the social medias. If you ever see her on a bill or on a poster, go and see her stuff. She's an absolutely brilliant comedian and a totally lovely person to boot. Now, look, that does always go together. Comedians sometimes are horrible people. A lot of people say, oh, I haven't met a bad person in comedy. I've met some awful people. There are some awful people, but a lot of people don't say it because, you know, they think it's going to ruin their career. You know, I'm not giving out names, but Charmaine is not one of those people. So if you ever see her on a bill or her poster, go check her live stuff out she's absolutely brilliant lovely comedian she'll be doing shows in brighton because that's where she's from also update on jonathan the seagull um unfortunately charmaine had to move so unfortunately their relationship ended uh, but charmaine said i hope that people moved into the flat where i was are fostering jonathan looking after him like i looked after him as well well fingers crossed that's happening um but yeah so that's episode 93 and i hope you enjoyed it and uh, if you're ever done in brighton Charmaine runs two gigs as well. She runs Comedy Wings, which is at the Burger and Bird in Peace Havens. And also Funny Thursdays is back on at the Hotel Pellerocco. And because the person who didn't like fun, I think maybe wants some more fun. I mean, after two years of COVID, we all need a bit of fun. And I'll say this before I go. uh, We just got through January. My New Year's resolution is to do less, but more of what I enjoy. You know, because last few years, oh, I've been smashing the shit out of myself. And sometimes you feel something just snap inside you. <laughs> you don't do any more. So I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to do some serious, uh, just sort of like, yeah, coasting, just relaxing, enjoying life, seeing what pops up. I mean, I'll be working, but you know, I, I won't be uh, killing myself. I've been killing myself the last few years. I mean, not 15, 10, 15 years, but I've, 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 I've got, a, I'm in a nice place. So I hope you are too. And you know, right, if your news resolution is real tough, just try and remember to be good to yourself because we're at the end of January. We've got February to do. Okay, it's a shorter month, but you know what? <laughs> There's a few more months left in the year. Fingers crossed, a few more years left in the life. Do you know what I mean? So look, if you like this podcast, we're on Facebook. We're there. We have a page. You can go to Twitter. You can follow me at Winter Dominus. I'm also on Instagram at Winter Dominus as well. That's Winter, D-O-M-I-N-U-S. Now, if you like this podcast enough and you feel like you want to donate, just go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast or donate as little or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And if you can't donate, that's okay. Just tell your friends about your favorite episode or go to the podcast app and leave us a nice, honest review because it tells people where we are and what we're up to. And that's it for this episode of The Comedy Defect Podcast. Next month for February, we've got Callum Ross, who is the Roastmeister for Roast Battle UK, which they hold at Angel Comedy Club. So that's all I'm going to say is, I hope you had a nice January. I hope your February's good. We'll see you at the end of that one.